0: Take its mask and shut. I ain't wearing it no more. Y'all look at me like I'm from Mars when I don't wear it in the store. Don't even try to make me put it on or I'm walking out the door. Take its mask and shut. shopping in this place for almost 15 years and I've seen all kinds of viruses but I've never lived in fear now I know that corona's real and it probably ain't a lot to ask But I ain't a bank robber and I ain't a lone ranger and I don't want to wear this mask Take this mask and shove it I ain't wearing it no more Y'all look at me like I'm the devil and I don't wear it in the store Don't even try to make me put it on or I'm walking out the door Take this mask and shut it I ain't wearing it no more COVID-19's a real bad dude And they say there ain't no cure Hydroxychloroquine or a new vaccine I just can't be sure Think I'll drink a little shine every morning When I start my day might not kill the virus, but it'll give me the courage to say, take this mask and shove it, Corona needs to be gone, my woman stays home, spends all my money on Amazon, I just want to hug everybody like I did before, so take this plague and shove it taking it no more and take this mask and shut it. no honey i got it right here i told you i was gonna put it on it's right here i'm wearing it i ain't going without
1: it welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the armchair survivalist today is october the 31st halloween in the year 2021 my name's kurt wilson I'm the Armchair Survivalist, and welcome. If you go to armchairsurvivalist.com, any page, and just scroll down, and you will see ways to listen. I'm on every podcast venue known to man, but I recommend Anchor. At the top of the page, right there, it says uh, you got Stitcher, Anchor, TuneIn, Anchor is the most professional. You can put it on your cell phone, your tablet, listen on your computer. It doesn't matter. So there's all of these different ways you can listen to me there. I'm on Global Star 3 satellite. How you tune it in is right there on the page. There's a 24-7 live feed links. There's a couple of them there you can click on if you want to listen to Global Star 3 24-7. You can listen in my chat room. You don't have to log in. You don't have to be a member. You can just open the page and there you are. You can also listen on your phone. It's not toll-free. It's area code 641-741-0371. 641-741-0371. If you missed the show, on the left-hand side of the page is a little white and black nipper dog listening to the RCA Victor Gramophone. Click on that and that'll take you to a page with all of my shows chronologically for the year click on one you can download it you can listen to it what have you so there's all kinds of different ways you can listen to me all right let's get into just a little bit about the business survival enterprises Uh, let's see We've got, uh, remember I told you, I've, I've been talking to you about the virtual private network, the VPN. This is going to be vital within the next year or so. If you if you want to maintain any kind of anonymity on the internet, you will need one of these. And this company that I use is, is phenomenal. They are right up on top of it, man. I'm telling you. We still have some Mountain House freeze-dried food buckets left. Uh, and we can't replace them until they think maybe February of next year because of this uh, supply chain problem. I have some ham radios left. I can't get any more right now. So if you're looking at uh, ham radios, these are the, the handheld units, very very high quality, and they're only 50 bucks. And I also have shortwave radios. Uh, CBD is still on sale through midnight tonight. And I mean midnight tonight. So don't come at 12.01 and think that you're gonna get a, a deal on CBD. It's on 20% off, you get it while you can, and that's it. Well. We'll still be selling it, but it won't be on sale. It'll just be for sale. All right, now we've got to get into the category of the economy. Facebook has decided to change their name to Meta. Now, I don't know if, if uh, any of you saw, well, what was this movie, um, Player One? And it was about how the economy has gone to such crap in the world that people are living in, in shipping containers, piled high. But they have a virtual verse. They have an internet that actually with the equipment you put on you think you're there it's a uh, it's a virtual world well this is what facebook thinks that they're going to create now they want to create this they want to have this virtual world that we can all access to that'd be a great thing (laughs) especially with the equipment if you if you buy these equip this equipment from facebook you can guarantee that there's going to be backdoor access into your brain itself to reprogram you so that uh, you're kinder and gentler to the rest of the snowflakes out there. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with this stuff. Microsoft has come out and and they've stopped sugarcoating it and they've basically said everybody's passwords have been hacked. If you have any program, if you have any access to Microsoft in any way, shape, or form that that, uh, entails you using a password, you had better go change it now because billions... passwords have been stolen, which means all of them. And how did they find this out? They saw them for sale on the dark web. Okay, so now we're in the economy. This year, Thanksgiving feast is going to be more of a fast because of the fact that the cost is going up. You're going to hear about, oh, oh, cost is going up 5%, 6%, 10%. But when you start actually looking at costs, it's going to blow your mind. Last year at this time, turkeys, whole turkeys, Were I now now remember, I keep the the food ads for about a year so that I can see, I can compare. Last year, about this time uh, was as we're coming into Thanksgiving, turkeys were going for sixty-nine cents, eighty-nine cents a pound. Now I'm looking at a dollar ninety-nine a pound. That's just an example. You're going to look at, you're going to see all kinds of other things. Any of you out there? Of course, I've already said this so many times; it's uh, redundant. But if you are thinking of buying something, get off your butt and go buy it now. Because the prices are going to be going up slowly and surely. Why? Well, let's see. U.S. wages jump by the most in record dating back over 20 years. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden these dimwit whopper floppers went from $6 an hour to $15 an hour. Astounding, isn't it? And in an unrelated article, inflation is uh, higher than it's been in 30 years. And, I, you know, this is a double-edged sword. So you pinhead millennials out there who have no training in any way, shape, or form, who could barely read when you graduated high school, but, you know, you're entitled to a good job. So just because that you work as a janitor at McDonald's, you uh, you feel you deserve 15 to $20 an hour. Well, fine. So you get 15 to $20 an hour and McDonald's is going to be magically getting 20 to 50% less people buying their product because this $1.99 happy meal is now going to be $4.99 and a breakfast meal which usually was like 3.99 to 4.99 is now going to be $8 to $9 why the hell not go to Denny's or something like a real restaurant instead instead of eating crap food out of a um, tomain Tavern we used to call McDonald's when I was a kid Well, this is what's happening because of the shortage of employees. And it's not because people are saying, you know what? I don't want to go back to work. It's because, well, they're dead. Uh, Yeah, and we can cover that later. But millions of people in the United States have died who were employed uh, before the uh, COVID uh, fraud. And uh, magically, they just died. So they're not there to, to work. Yes, there are some people out there who are living off of unemployment still, but not in the millions. Not in the millions. So because of that, you're going to see prices skyrocketing. I mean, going up like you wouldn't believe and not just on food, on everything, especially if it comes from uh, our worst enemy, China. Alright, so now we just moved into the category of health. I have a I have a new theme song for that. So let's see now. Let's see. 185 workers are leaving Los Alamos Nuclear Lab. This is where they build the nuclear weapons. 185 of them said, The hell with you, we're not taking this injection. New York City. Everybody in New York City is under threat because the communist governor and the communist mayor for that for that point. Uh, has all come out and said every city worker is going to be uh, has to have the the injection. If you don't you're you're going to be put on unpaid leave. Now you you see unpaid leave. They're not firing you. They're putting you on unpaid leave. So you guys in New York City, you got to what you got to look forward to? Massive crime wave. Massive crime wave and more crap and garbage sitting on your sidewalk because trash workers work for the city. These are the guys that pick up the trash. They're not going to be there. Firefighter union has called for showing up anyway. The hell with this this vaccination mandate. We just show up anyway because we need firefighters. We'll see what happens. It's gonna. This is this mandate is gonna cause they figure out about twenty five percent of the fire departments are gonna have to shut in New York because they won't have men to uh, to man them. These people, the majority of them aren't stupid. Well, unfortunately the majority of them are stupid because they're Democrats, but those that are left aren't gonna take the vaccination. So they're gonna walk out. And I'm looking at this, the major defense contractor, one of the major defense contractors is gonna lose over 2,000 people because they're refusing to take the, this injection. This is happening everywhere. The Air Force is going to lose thousands and thousands of, of uh, its employees. In other words, the military. They're going to lose them because they're not going to take the shot. Citibank has ordered all its employees to get the vaccination. Citibank. Because Dimwit passed an executive order. In fact, it's not even an executive order. It's a mandate, which has no power whatsoever, that all employees or sub-employees, subcontractors of the federal government have to have this injection. Citibank does a lot of work with the government. So they're going to tell everybody, everybody, including a little branch store here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Everybody's got to get a, get the injection. Utah, Intermountain Health, the, one of the largest employers in Utah. You know how many thousands of people are going to walk out of them because they're ordering everybody to get the injection? And the communists in charge of our military have now come out and said, uh, anybody, anybody in any branch, that refuses the injection, is going to get a dishonorable discharge. You know what that means? By federal law, you can no longer vote, you, you cannot run for office, and you can't own firearms legally. This is the threats that we're uh, being pushed with. Alaska, there's an Alaskan railroad, and I thought this was cool, told Dimwit to go pound sand, hey, even though they do federal contracts. No, not going to happen. Mayo Clinic? Now, the Mayo Clinic isn't just a hospital somewhere, it's a group of hospitals and a lot of them are in Arizona. They're forcing everyone to get the injection. Guess how many people said no? And I didn't, I I mean, no, not, I'll think about it, over 8,000. Over 8,000 people have come out and said, no, we're not going to get the shot, we're not going to do it. Not at all. You see what's happening here? This is by design. This is not an accident. This was known by the elites that this was going to happen, that people were going to say, pound sand. People were going to say, go to hell. We're not going to do this. Just because 80% of the people are stupid and are going to take the vaccination doesn't mean the other 20% have to follow suit. You figure out, you take this, this, this uh, double shot that you're supposed to get, your life expectancy is about three years. And this is based on data and how many people have died so far. This is astounding. This is There's been like 30,000 known deaths in the United States, 30,000. Go to the VAERS website and you'll see it yourself. Known deaths, seven known deaths, and they'll place a, a recall on playpens. 30,000, and almost a million adverse reactions to this injection. One of my listeners sent me a video that he had gone all through the internet and accumulated videos that people had posted of themselves or their loved ones or somebody having an adverse reaction or even just falling over dead from the vaccination it was 3 hours long i could watch about 3 minutes of it and i was in tears this is this is an example of what happens when you're a basically stupid person and you're very weak-minded and you take for granted that the authority figure telling you that you need to get this injection is doing it for your own good, and you follow that authority figure. And now you have, for what's left of your life, you have nothing but but uh, tremors, and like you're like you're diseased, and your body is just just uh, shaking incessantly. It just won't stop shaking. That's the that's it. That's the rest of your life. There was a survey done of people who refused to get vaccinations, and they. Over 70% of them said that they'll just walk out of their work if they're threatened with the mandatory vax. You've been hearing in the news this week about how the FDA and the CDC and the rest of these phony paid-for bastards are going to say, well, let's figure out if we should have the kids from the age of five get vaccinated, or even the age of three get vaccinated. This doctor in the meeting with the FDA, after about six hours... The truth finally came out, and he said, and I'm quoting, his name is Dr. Eric Rubin, We're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it, and that's just the way it is. That's how we found out about rare complications of other vaccines. took six hours for anyone to come out and say the truth. So if you're stupid enough and willing to kill your children, go right ahead. We're finding that the majority, and I mean like 95% of the people who are suffering from shot from the reactions of these injections or dying from these injections, they're liberals. They're liberals or bone stupid, and they don't deserve to live anyway. And this is what they're doing. They're killing themselves off. And now they're going to willingly kill their children. This shot that they're going to be giving the kids has other ingredients in it that the other ones don't. And these other ingredients have side effects up to and including death. But be my guest if you want to quote unquote, protect your child from a disease that doesn't exist, that has a 99.9% survival rate. And those of you who are, well, I don't know what word to use other than stupid. Stupid enough to have your children in a public school system. I I want you to realize that they're injecting your children without your permission or knowledge. Uh, it's, It's happening all over the United States. There are lawsuits flying right and left. Now, by the way, everything I say here is not just pulled out of my head or I listen to somebody on Facebook. I have source. And when you go to armchairsurvivalist.com, on the left-hand side of the page, you'll see the links. And one of them is show notes. Go to that page, and it will list my shows for the year. And you click on in each one of those shows or any one of those shows, and it'll take you to the page that lists all of my sources. All of the links, they're there. So you can see this yourself. Deaths among male children who have had this shot are 83% higher than the past five years of any other vaccination. 83% higher. Male children, and we're talk- when I say children, I'm talking about from like, I don't know, 10 to 18. They are being affected astoundingly. They're having heart problems, uh, coagulation problems, ERs, and I know you've heard this, ERs are being slammed nationwide. Oh, it must be the variant. Oh, it must be COVID coming back. Oh, it must be this, must be that. No, the truth is this. ERs are being slammed all right with people who are fully vaccinated and they are having secondary problems. They're not having COVID. They're not in there for COVID. They're in there because their hearts are failing, because their brains have so many uh, coagulated tumors in them that they can't think straight, because they're going blind, because they're they're, they're epileptic fits. And this is proven by nurses who come out of these ERs saying everybody in there has had the vaccination. Every single person in there. Now there's still other people going in emergency room, but the majority of it and the reason it's slammed, all of them, is because of the vaccination. We should do like Japan did. I talked about this a couple months ago. Japan said their health minister come out and said, listen, we're going to have to stop the the, the shots because they're causing secondary problems. Plus we found uh, metal shavings in them. So let's just start giving everybody ivermectin, okay? Wow, guess what? There's no COVID at all in Japan now. But our AMA, the American Moron Association, has decided, and they're going to try and pull this off, they're going to ban ivermectin. I advise everybody who's listening, wherever you live, find a farm store, veterinary supply house, and go buy some horse dewormer, which has ivermectin in it, 1.87% ivermectin. As long as it's the pure stuff and it doesn't have other antibiotics in it, like Ivermax or, or something like that. And most of them are apple flavored. And they should be 5 to $8 a tube. Go buy a four or five tubes of that stuff, just for the hell of it. And now, Now, and you were warned about this, the Centers for Disease Control has come out and said, you're going to be having to get a booster shot about every six months now. So those of you who are fully vaccinated and have had your first booster, you're going to need another one pretty quick. You were told, and you're going to need a booster shot until you're dead. And I don't mean of old age, because that's not going to happen. You're going to die of complications if you have the shots. Now, I have a link here to a page of a lawyer. This guy really is a lawyer. It's called Coffee and COVID, and it's dated Monday, October 11th. A Comprehensive Guide for Folks Facing Imminent Vaccinate or Terminate Employment Policies. This is real this, this is a lawyer telling you this stuff So he's going to explain to you All the different reasons and whys and wherefores Of how you can fight this I would advise you to read it And you can figure out what to do from there The number one thing he says to do Is to document every damn thing that, that they are say to you If they send you emails, keep copies of it If they talk to you, try and record the conversation even if it is covert, <clears throat> try and record the conversation so that you have, you have proof of everything that's said. My viewpoint and many of our viewpoints is that every single person who has claimed uh, that you should get a shot or delivered the shot, this, this injection, or promoted the shot should be put up against a wall and shot. Very simple. Because this is murder. This is genocide. And it's starting to show up now. Within within the next six months, they're not going to be able to hide it anymore. Because when people start dying so fast, way faster than they are now, you think there's a shortage of workers now? You just wait. Oh, but Fauci is, is so grand that the um, Catholic charity has decided to award him and his wife for significant contributions. Yeah, you you can read that yourself. I'm not going to read it. I have... <coughs> I have a, a disc here. It's called Archives 1 and 2. It's from vaccinationliberation.org. Vaclib.org. I worked with them in 05 to put this together. This is a CD that talks about all of the books. That you think this is new, this, this thing here. Go back to this statement, those who don't learn from history are bound to repeat it. This vaccination psychosis that they have now, right now, is not new. It pops up every 50 years, 75 years. It goes back to 1882, 1880, and it is a psychosis that is uh, used to get rich, make money, and control the population. If you think it's bad here in the United States or even bad in the communist nation of Australia, you should see what they did in England. If you fought vaccinations and you were just a normal bloke, not a rich guy or anything like that, they would arrest you. They would confiscate everything you own and sell it at auction. It's that simple. I'm going to read you the title of some of these books. Vaccination Absurdities and Contraindications, 1902. The Facts Against Compulsory Vaccination, 1929. Compulsory Vaccination, A Menace to Personal Liberty, 1900. Vaccination, A Delusion, Its Penal Enforcement, A Crime, 1898. Authoritative Opinions Adverse to Vaccination, 1913. And there's more. One of the doctors in here is an expert on infectious diseases. There was a smallpox outbreak, and they were mandating all children to get the vac- smallpox vaccination. And let me tell you how they used to do it: they would take a sharp knife and they would they would checkerboard a part of the the arm of the children, and then take this this medicine, this liquid, and rub it in there. So the children would always get have a scar, and then within days. Their arms would fill up with postules that were full of pus, okay? And the idea was you give a little of the disease to the person, and the person builds up an antibody to it, and then they can fight it off. Well, a lot of the children died. But in one of the wards, he was so adamant about this does not spread by human contact. And the immunization is going to do nothing to stop the spread of it. He went into the ward. He wiped his hand across somebody that was highly infected. His hand was covered in pus, and he wiped his face with it. And he didn't come down with the disease. He knew, like I know, and and most people know, that smallpox is spread from bedbugs. The disease lives inside the the intestines of bedbugs. And this is why. This is why. The majority of smallpox infections occurred in areas of London that were filthy, where there were six or seven people that lived in the same room, where they emptied their chamber pots, which is where they poop in and pee in, out the window every morning. It was filth that brought the rats, and it's filth that brought the bed bugs. There were, there, there were places where you can spend 25 cents a night, you can get a, a room and, and a bed which somebody had slept on the night, before, the night before and the night before and the night before and the night before and never changed the sheets. They would change the sheets maybe once a month. And bed bugs were prevalent. Smallpox is passed with bedbugs. Like the plague was passed by the uh, fleas that lived on the rats that infested the areas. So he was proving this. Now the thing that smallpox went away because the filth went away. They cleaned up the areas. I'm going to have a link. You're going to... You need to read this stuff. This is not something that I can just throw out there and and uh, talk a little bit about. You need to read this stuff. I'm going to have this. They used to sell this, but it's now free on their website. I will have a link there. It's called Archive One and Archive Two. Talks about what happened the last time around with this crap and how the elites used it to make money and to control people. This is real. This is not make believe in any way, shape, or form. I'll have a link on my website. You can go to vaclib.org and you can find it. Their website's really complicated and confusing, but you can find these and you can download them yourself for free. You will want to do that. Now, I just got a warning yesterday from Walmart. This is not a joke. This is real. And this is another example of why you don't really want to buy anything that comes out of the out of China or that place. There is a product tainted with an exotic bacteria. There have been deaths from using this, it's a scent you spray in the room, and the company is Better Homes and Gardens Gem Room Spray. If you have this stuff, don't use it. Better Homes and Gardens B H G Gem Room Spray of any kind—lavender and chamomile, lemon and mandarin, lavender, peppermint, lime, eucalyptus, sandalwood—don't use any of it. If you bought any any room spray from Walmart, take it back, throw it away. It has a special. Special exotic bacteria in it that can kill you, and it comes out of Malaysia. I have the link there. See, I get these recalls all the time. I, and, and last week, I actually gave a page that people could go to and they could see what all of the, the FDA recalls are. Well, this, is a, this wasn't an FDA, this was a Centers for Disease Control recall. Now, for those of you who really fall for all of this authoritarianism and believe what's being taught to you, by the mainstream media and the communist rulers that we have, our resident comedian has uh, has something just for you.
2: I'm with the Center for Dominance and Control Over People, and if you like the freedoms we've taken away to protect you so far, then you'll love the freedoms we're going to take away from you next. Here's a quick preview of the next four mandate coming attractions that we'll be inflicting on you soon. Get ready to feel real protected. We'll be abducting you out of your home. If we suspect you might be infected with Fauci's favorite virus, we'll come and rip you out of your own home to protect you and your family from being humans together. And given our very accurate inflated death counts over the past couple years, you won't be surprised to learn we'll be very generous with our suspecting. From there you'll enjoy a stay at one of our beautiful concentration camps that we call health camps, which are already built in Australia and Canada. There you'll spend most of your time contemplating your life by wondering how is a frog willing to stay in a pot of water as it climbs to a full boil? hold you as long as we deem you a threat of spreading infections. So it could be a while. Fun fact, when it comes to who we need to protect by kidnapping them, you can imagine we'll be getting very suspicious that a lot of outspoken conservatives will need our protection at our health quarantine camps. While there, it'll feel like domestic terrorists are holding you hostage at death camps, but along the way, we'll be reminding you that we're simply protecting you from a very deadly virus with a remarkably high rate of survival. We'll cut you off from food Guess who won't be getting food unless they've got their passports and never-ending supply of profit-boosting boosters? That's right, you! For your protection, we'll be happy for you to starve if you're not complying with our coercion that your heart and soul and Nuremberg Code says is not in your best interest. Now you might be saying, you want to protect us so much that you're willing to have us starve? Yes! Just follow the science! It's severe child abuse when parents do it to kids, but it's a health and safety measure that protects Text you when it's your totalitarian big brother doing it to you. Also, you know how Mao starved over 40 million people to death when he took over China? Hashtag a smaller population is easier to control. But they said it was a famine. It was later proven that the Chinese government had billions of pounds of food in storage that it withheld from its population in order to starve them. So, guess what? We'll also have a food shortage coming your way to help with obedience with our keep your passport up to date or you get no food mandate. A food shortage in the U.S.? No, that could never be. Bill Gates is heavily invested in forcing people to get a never-ending supply of shots. You can't get food unless you get the shots. Well, then why is Bill Gates now the largest farmland owner in the U.S.? What a dumb question. He probably just wants to be a farmer now. We'll ban you from connecting to God. Us trustworthy people help protect you from believing in an all-loving higher power named God. Because if you were to believe in such a made-up thing, then you might listen to God, who always has your best interest in mind, which would be harmful because it might mean you're not listening to our instructions for you, which usually violate God's will for you. But I'm born with God-given freedom. Not if there's no God. No God, no freedom. Communist regimes always ban religion so they can control the population easier. That's what communist dictator Justin Trudeau has done in Canada. But more importantly, that's what very caring health authorities do as well. No relation to communism. We're already framing your mind to believe that it's only racist redneck conservatives that believe in God. And you don't want to be one of them. Do you? These idiots believe that God gave them this magical immune system that gives them natural immunity. <laughs> Extremists. We don't like God because we're trying to play God. No gatherings, big tech controlling all the information, and potentially other special practices to put your God gene to sleep will help you wake up to the fact that you're not allowed to believe in God anymore. For your protection. We're to take your guns. Hey, I got a question. How come we're already rolling out these exciting new mandates in Australia and Canada, but not right here in the US? Oh yeah, because of guns. Australia and Canada don't have them. But you do in the U.S., and you being able to protect yourself from us protecting you makes it very hard for us to protect you the way we want to. So we're going to need to take your guns from you for your protection, of course. Look for us to shamefully use public shootings to justify aggressive gun regulations. And as long as we can continue preventing President Biden's body from decomposing, we'll be glad to duct tape a pen into his hand and move his arm around to sign countless executive orders to the point that you become a criminal if you own a gun. But unfortunately, some people are aware of the misinformation called history that could hurt our cause. Where they could realize that all totalitarian regimes that have taken over with their harmful rule could only do so because they disarmed the population. But we could minimize how many people realize this if we could somehow control public schools and Google, the greatest source of information on earth. Oh, we're already doing this. Guns are terrible. That's why we want all of them and for you to have none of them. Don't think about that logic. Chew the CDC's propaganda on a gun crisis. Oh, that's already going? Super! Wow! These four exciting mandates will only make the prison of protection that we keep you in stronger and harder to escape for your own good. We look forward to taking these freedoms from you real soon, if you let us.
1: Now we're going into the food category. You've heard for years uh, about the starving people in North Korea, and, uh, right? Even though we don't know about it, we don't know what's going on there because there's a complete blackout. And uh, the, uh, because the Chinese control all media in the United States, well, we're not going to find out about it. Because of the COVID thing, the commie rulers in North Korea closed the borders with China. Now, why is that important? Well, because the farmers would go to China and buy food and bring back and sell. Well, It's closed. So now the uh, rulers in North Korea have told all the citizens, don't eat so much. Don't eat so much. Stop eating so much. Now, I can tell you this from history. Let's go back like, you know, 4,000 years. When a nation state starts to starve because, literally starve, because they cannot supply the food necessary for their people, they will say to their people, there's plenty of food over the border in that country. And they invade. This is what's going to be happening. North Korea is not going to have an option. They are going to try and expand one way or another into any other country. I don't, maybe not Taiwan, maybe somewhere else. Who knows? And if they're really insane, they might try to invite into China. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? The Ice Age Farmer has a warning for us, as usual. But this is, and I've been picking this up through uh, the briefings I've been getting from the Department of Homeland Security, we're being warned of cyber attacks on food uh, distribution centers, trucking centers, and things like that. The National Security Agency, the FBI,
3: and CISA, the Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, have all issued this past week Warnings about the increased incidence of cyber attacks on our nation's food production, and also on our municipal water systems and even wastewater systems, so water reclamation plants and and sewers. You know, we've all seen the cyber attacks over the last month on the grain co-ops that shut down farmers' ability to harvest for a bit. There, these were more of regional disturbances, but now to see this being raised at a federal level through all these agencies, I think is something that we need to talk about. Of course, this is the intersection of the attacks on our food supply with the World Economic Forum's predicted cyber pandemic, a series of cyber attacks that will, in their own words and Klaus Schwab's words, bring an abrupt halt to our very way of life. And before we even talk about these new cyber attacks and the fact that it's the same technology and probably the same actors behind it that were used to bring uh, the operations in the colonial pipeline to a halt, I did want to mention a couple new red flags on the food production side. And that is namely this warning from billionaire and owner of supermarkets Gristetis and Dagnostino Foods, who has, because of this, right insight into the way that the food supply chain and uh, grocers and procurement are working and from his perspective, what he sees is that uh, retailers are going to be forced to raise their prices for food quite tremendously over the next two months here. In fact, he predicts that it will be over 10% within 60 days. Now, if you look at that on an annualized basis, it's like 33% inflation, it's off the chart. And if there were any asset class, be it gold or food or anything, even equities, that you could guarantee a 33% return on with a short-term investment, that would be a great investment. So we don't even need to say that you should be panic buying food. Indeed, you, you shouldn't. That doesn't make sense. But we can say that food at this point looks like it would be a tremendous investment, a great place to put your capital. And plus, it's something you can eat no matter what happens to it,
4: right? So briefly, let's hear from him. You know, Maria, we're both in the oil business and we're in the food business. So I see all ends of the the, the chain. So what are the CEOs doing? They're raising prices. They want to be ahead of the curve. So whatever's going on, uh, I see food prices going up tremendously they want to be ahead of the curve and the same thing with Nabisco and the same thing with uh, Pepsi and Coke they're going to drop all promotions prices are going up they're going up faster than uh, anybody expected it's a little bit out of control because nobody wants to be how do they say it behind the curve.
0: chicken eggs meat what kind of increases at the cash register are you
5: seeing for groceries that impact all of us i know
4: it's not going to reverse anytime soon i see over 10 percent in the last in the next 60 days
3: yeah and i think that's worth hearing because again as a billionaire and the owner of these supermarkets he has a perspective that that you and i don't and for him to say that food is about to skyrocket in price is is worth noting now that's an acute situation that's because of The existing disturbances to the supply chains, the crop losses, the all the the things that we've already been talking about. At the same time, this chronic situation is continuing. And I wanted to mention again briefly that the reports I've been putting out about how this energy crisis, with natural gas shortages and prices going through the roof, is flowing into a food production crisis as well. Because that's the way brittle, unsustainable modern agriculture has been stood up. It has this Achilles' heel. If the grid goes down. You can't dry your grains and all these other things. So, I just wanted to mention that it's no longer just me saying that. It's not just Ice Age Farmer on YouTube. Here's a mainstream media report that says exactly that same. It echoes that word. Fears are growing that a global energy crisis will lead to famine, particularly in vulnerable nations, but also, of course, to drastically increasing prices. In the uh, nations with more developed supply chains, so this is not a YouTube conspiracy theorist sort of thing. This is not a crazy kooky. This is mainstream media reports saying, "Hey, if we don't have energy, we can't produce food," and that is also particularly poignant given what's going on with the fertilizer supplies right now. We've mentioned that fertilizer feeds half the world. If we didn't have those inputs for crops, that yields would drop, and and uh, a lot of people basically wouldn't have food. That situation is also ratcheting up right now with china just announcing that in order to stabilize their own domestic fertilizer supplies and food security right so that we can feed our own people china just announced they're going to stop exporting fertilizers or at least put, put limits on it this is a significant development because of course china controls 30 percent of the global fertilizer market and in particular india pakistan and some other countries in southeast asia are the people that are the the primary buyers for that so they're scrambling right now and this is going to be even more pressure on fertilizer prices. And we already heard from the German farmers that are not able to buy fertilizer because they've shut down the factories there. So it's stunning to watch the knob turned off. They're just turning off the switch on global food production. And that's a chronic situation. So again, we have acute situation, prices skyrocketing, a chronic situation where we might not be able to even produce food anymore. And uh, I think there's nothing else to say here. The, The food production is under attack. It's under assault on every front. And that's now also under cyber attack let's talk about that so the NSA the FBI and CISA have all just issued uh, warnings that there's more and more of these cyber attacks going on on parts of the food production and food supply chain. In particular, from Brownfield Ag News here, quote, the NSA and other agencies have issued an advisory for potential of ransomware cyber attacks against US food and agricultural organizations. It's not just, this is this is the key, it's no longer just impacts to a company. You know, corporate espionage is one thing, affects the profits of some grain co-op, and maybe has regional disturbances for a couple farmers around there, then you know that happens. But now the NSA and these other agencies are actually invoking different language. They're now saying this is a national security issue. When you see the federal government invoke those words, it means this is something we're about to take control of. We can't we can't allow this to stay in civilian hands. It's now a national security issue. We're going to take control. Perhaps via the military, we've already seen executive orders under Trump invoking the Defense Production Act that says we can come in and take over these things. So I think it's a big red flag to see multiple agencies saying cyber attacks on the food supply are a national security issue. Even as these warnings went out just yesterday, a candy producer was hit and taken down by a ransomware attack. I'm not concerned about candy corn shortages. That's the last thing I'm worried about. It's probably good for people, but this is something that pushes the idea of cyber attacks taking away food into the public's mind, right? Right now, they're just seeing that candy goes away and uh, we don't have candy corn for Halloween. But next month, it could be real corn or meat producers hit again. Could be any number of things. So this is this is the narrative being seeded that food production, both by the agencies and by these latest attacks, that food production is affected by cyber attacks. And it's not just food, also substantial. CISA and these other agencies are also warning about cyber attacks on the water supplies. So here from executivegov.com, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, uh, the EPA, the NSA, and the FBI have all jointly issued an advisory warning that threat actors are targeting hardware and software supporting drinking water. And wastewater infrastructure operations, so sewers and water reclamation plants, right? The, the whole system of that keeps water flowing in taps across cities in the United States is apparently under attack. CISA said that malicious cyber threats to information and operational technology networks could affect the sector's potable water delivery management efforts. Really want to stress this: our food and our water supplies are under attack. That's what's being announced, federal government, right now. The alert states that cyber criminals are spear phishing personnel that's a social engineering attack exploiting unsupported and outdated os's and software and capitalizing on control system devices that have outdated firmwares the agency and its federal partners recommend operators conduct monitoring and adopt various mitigation practices so at this point this is still an advisory but again the federal government is warning that food and water supplies are under attack and here from computerweekly.com we get a little more insight into the idea that it is the same group as the black matter technology which is a rebrand of the now-defunct Dark Side ransomware, which was credited for the attack on the Colonial Pipeline. Now, of course, in their narrative this is a shady room somewhere full of russian bots right that uh, that is conducting this cyber warfare on the, on the innocent united states when we looked into the uh, actors behind the colonial pipeline there were a lot of signs that that was an inside job that uh, that the it department at colonial had some warnings they shut down systems that they didn't even need to so whether or not they were actually responsible for the attack we don't even need to say but they were definitely working in concert with these actors to ensure the impact was felt that by the you know by the entire east coast not having that pipeline flowing continuing u.s agencies did not confirm which critical infrastructure organizations have been attacked but black matter had targeted u.s grain co-op no cooperative in september 2021 and there was another grain co-op that was taken down as we've mentioned so all of these things are accelerating we've got an acute crisis with prices expected to skyrocket 10 percent over the next 60 days according to industry insiders and we're also seeing fertilizer shortages, with China now stopping their exports. So this is going to continue to get worse. Russia just announced they were clawing back some of their gas supplies to Europe, which means the energy crisis is not over at all. In fact, it's accelerating. We're also seeing that the media is putting out messages about how the supply chain crisis is now leading to food shortages in schools. Think of the children, right? This this should be no surprise. If you recall, the Rockefeller Foundation's Reset the Table document outlined that schools needed to be upgraded and turned into Community nutritional hubs. So the idea that schools are running out of food feeds into this idea that we really need to bolster the way that food flows through schools into communities. This is pushing that idea into the public, as well as just raising awareness that food shortages are happening. This is the new normal. Food shortages are part of it. And
1: now we're going into the liberal psychosis.
6: If you lie to the government, they'll put you in prison. But when they lie to all of us, it's called being a politician. You think taking guns away will save our kids from the killings. But you're pro-choice. Abortion kills way more children. If America's so terrible and racist, it probably isn't safe to encourage immigration just saying all the contradictions are embarrassing You know who hates America the most? Americans. Trigger warnings used to be on TV for seizures. And now they're everywhere to protect millennials' feelings. He, she, his, him, hers, them, they. Screw a pronoun because everyone's a retard these days. You hear preaching at the protest that hatred's the problem. But hating straight men, white folks, and Christians is common. Coca-Cola telling people they should be less white. They preach intolerance, but if you disagree, they fight. There's a race war here. Elections based on fear. Black lives only matter once every four years. Soldiers died for this country, and every one of us benefits. Give welfare to the bums and forget about the veterans. Black folks and white folks divided by the news. But we are all the same. We are red, white, and blue. Ashamed to be American? Okay, that's cool. Because honestly, we are all ashamed of you, too. Y'all are so fake. Oh no. The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes. Whoa. You can't make us see it your way. No way. Gasoline and grow. More friends. No more
1: snow Speaking of snowflake, I have an article from the New York Post, <clears throat> and I'm going to read it to you because it's so perfect an example of why this, this, uh, this country is gone. It's titled, Humans Are a Mistake. Why more young women are getting sterilized. Rachel Diamond looks like most of the moms at the Park Slope Cafe where we met. She's wearing a green t-shirt under a black corduroy jumper, sensible shoes, and carries a smart leather bag. She's 31 years old. You know, she said, I never expected to be the... Poster Child for Sterilization Growing up near Hershey, Pennsylvania, Diamond always assumed she'd have a family of her own. Then came college at Arcadia University, her political awakening away from her conservative roots and towards progressivism, and a therapist who she found online a few months after graduation who made her realize that being spanked as a child was deeply traumatic and that it made her fear authority figures like her father. She decided that she never wanted to be one herself Never, ever, ever So here is this this holy crap snowflake That has decided she does not want to have children Now first off, this is extremely psychotic on her part uh, Second off, it's it's, it's uh, I thank her for it Because for God's sake, she's one of the people that I would never, never tell them to have children this is what we have to look forward to. This is why this country is toast. Gone. And when people like me die, that's it. Remember uh, Rittenhouse, uh, the kid that protected himself at the riots with an AR-15, uh, killed one guy and, and uh, blew the other guy's hand almost off? Well, he's going to court right now. And the uh, lawyers that are suing him are claiming everybody is a victim that he uh, he shot. They're all victims. These are all victims. And the judge says, no, I'm sorry, you can't call rioters victims. So that's you can't do that. We don't have a woke agenda here. You're not allowed to do that. I thought that was cool. By the way, Rittenhouse has a self-defense claim. There's no question about that. These guys chased him. I don't know if you saw the videos or any of that stuff, but the, he was chased. And he uh, it was self-defense on his part. Very well done on his part. Uh, very well controlled. My belief is that he shouldn't have wounded the second guy. He should have shot him square between the eyes if he could have, because what's you never leave a, an enemy behind, especially not these these kind of people. All right, now we're getting into the Democrat, and I have to I have to put the two categories together because they're they're so intertwined: Democrat perversion and racism. Because racism is in America is only from the Democrats. We we don't have. We don't have it. We don't see it from the Republicans at all. Adam Schiff, uh, that pile of Schiff, and he's uh, the head of the intelligence community, and he's upset because they, they bring before the intelligence community these witnesses for many different things, and it seems that the majority of them are white males. And he argues that, that uh, the diversity is most important to U.S. national security interests. So stop bringing these intelligent white males here. You're going to have to find something else besides white males. Well, it'd be nice if they could, but they can't. AT&T Employee Training Program. If you work for AT&T, you're white. Uh, you're the problem. AT&T is teaching this. This is All of these giant corporations are teaching critical race theory. Here's the funny thing. Virginia, and then you know, there's a, there's a governor's race right now in Virginia. Uh, there's a communist, and then a, not a communist that are running. So, McAuliffe, uh is this communist uh, that's running for governor again, and he's come right out and said that no, no, there's the CRT is not being taught in Virginia. It is not being taught in Virginia. I, I listened to him say this: critical race theory is not being taught in Virginia. And then I'm, I read about the, the largest teacher's union in the United States, the NEA, is agreeing that, yes, Virginia teaches critical race theory. Of course, he's a Democrat, so he's a liar anyway. It's automatic. The largest teacher's union approves CRT. Now, you people out there who say, "But well, my kid is going to a private school. Are any of the teachers part of the National Education Association? Are any of the teachers part of any teaching organization? Then they're... Communists and they are teaching CRT. Whether you agree with it or not is irrelevant. They are teaching it. They might not use those words, but they are teaching it. There is a organization called the National School Boards Association, and this association is communists. They're all over the United States. They're almost in every single school system. And these are the ones that you've been hearing about how are teaching our children uh, sexual perversion and CRT, and they're pushing it. Missouri and Ohio have terminated the National School Board's Association membership. Remember when the uh, association sent a letter to Biden and said, uh, these, these evil, bad, nasty people are scaring us and, and uh, we're wetting our pants continuously in fear. So we need to have special security at all times because they're terrorists. They're terrorists. Yeah. Okay. So that's two states that have dumped them so far, so far. Now I got a plus thing here. Not too many plus things when it comes to racism in the United States. A white man. He's a marketing v- vice president at North Carolina Hospital. He wins $10 million on a reverse discrimination payout. He was replaced by two women so that they can meet their diversity program. One was black, one was that th- they don't want to say. So she was probably a white lesbian. But it's they fired him, and they said, "Well, you're, you're, yeah, you're doing a good job. There's, there's no problem with that. You're doing a good job. It's just that you're a white male, and uh, we need some blacks and some other things in here. So let's uh, goodbye." Well, he fight he he fought them reverse discrimination, and he won ten million dollars. Wonder if they'll learn anything from that. All right, now we're still in this category of Democrat perversion and racism, except we did the racism first, and now we're going into the Democrat perversion. Disney. Is hosting drag queen story hour for its employees' children. Well, Disney was always perverted that way, uh, you know. And I've talked about this about the uh, child pornography books that are showing up in the libraries throughout the United States, and they've been mentioned at many of these school board meetings. Well, I did some research, and I discovered the who. I discovered who is doing this. Why? Why is this book popping up all over the place? Well, and the book is "Gender Queer," a memoir, and it actually has uh, drawings of uh, perversion in there. It's two prominent national school library organizations. One is the School Library Journal, and it's described as the premier publications for librarians and information specialists who work with children and teens. And it says "Gender Queer" will resonate with teens. It's also a great resource of those who identify as non-binary. The second organization is the Young Adult Library Services Association, Y-A-L-S-A. So these books are popping up because these library associations are promoting them. How much do you want to bet two things? One, they're run by Democrats, and two, they're run by perverts. Those are the ones that are pushing it. And of course, the school boards are trying to destroy the whole concept of americanism anyway. Florida school board member, female, decides that the students need a uh, a day out. So he takes she she it's a she takes uh, elementary school students on a field trip to a queer bar, commonly referred to in Coeur d'Alene as a fag bar. But they would call it a gay bar. It just depends on what part of the country you're in. And these aren't these aren't straight people saying this this is them saying this thing, okay? She was so honored to be invited to chaperone Wilton Manor's Elementary's field trip to the Incredible Rosies. The students and I had a fun walk over and learned a lot about our community. This is geez, how many people would allow their children into a into a public school anymore? I'm I'm astounded. Oklahoma I uh, this was I saw this, I thought it was a joke. But no no Oklahoma lawmaker Who identifies as non-binary Slams governor for saying There's no such thing Democrat state rep Marie Turner Is Oklahoma's first lawmaker To identify as non-binary What kind of stupidity Is inbred into people To vote for creatures like this The governor has a right to say what he knows is real. You know, I can be very specific and very graphic of how to tell the difference between a male and female, and it ain't no gray area, I can tell you right now. Do you know what non-binary is? Most people never never heard such a thing. So, I have a kind of definition. What does it mean to identify as non-binary? The term non-binary can mean different things to different people. At its core, it's used to describe someone whose gender identity isn't exclusively male or female. We would call those switch hitters when I was a kid. This is somebody who likes to have sex with anything or anyone. If someone tells you they're non-binary, it's always important to ask what being non-binary means to them because people can make up the definition. I'm not male, I'm not female. I'm blah blah blah. This is a psychosis that I don't prescribe to, and neither does the governor, you know, in uh, Oklahoma. The problems that we have and, and and I have a couple examples here for you. And this is what your children are being taught from young kindergarten up through college. Lenin said, give me a child for four years and he will have Marxism the rest of his life. All it takes is the child being taught. Here's a professor explaining something to a group.
7: White children who were not white originally, they were born human. Little by little, they have to be abused into becoming white. And this abuse is sometimes physical, right? Right of being physically disciplined into whiteness, such as being bullied into whiteness. That's a phrase I like to use, whiteness as bully, but also it's psychological and cultural. And it becomes with caretakers and guardians, not the least of which the more important caretakers and guardians are, of course, the white family, but it extends to the white nationhood as a caretaker, the white social system, the white social welfare, the white governance system. They also discipline and abuse white humans into whiteness.
1: So, when we're born, we're human, and then we become white after we're beaten, threatened, and, and our lives are destroyed. So, that's, that's interesting how that occurs. So, are blacks born human, and then they become black? I, I don't know how that would work. Here is another clip, and this is from another professor. This is why we have so many children confused of what's going on in reality. And this is why we have the racist blacks so empowered that they will walk up to a 87 year old white woman on a street and knock her out and then slowly walk off as if it's totally okay. Because people like what you're going to hear now embolden them to believe that whites are not human.
8: I think that white people are committed to being villains in the aggregate right the real sort of issue here and you know I've heard people sort of say it is one I think that white people viscerally fear it's not that white people don't know what they have done they know they fear that there is no other way to be human but the way in which they are human which is to so you know like you talk to white people and whenever you you really want to have a reckoning about it they say stuff like it's just human nature if y'all had all of this power you would have done the same thing and it's like no that's what white humans did white human beings thought there's a world here and we own it prior to them black and brown people have been sailing across oceans interacting with each other for centuries without total subjugation domination and colonialism have seen what a show this iteration of treatment of other human beings means and that my hope is that we would do it differently in the moments when we have some power. We will not do it perfectly, but I do think that all of us can sort of agree that a politics that says like there are superior and inferior human beings just isn't the way to go. And that's the thing that white people don't trust us to do because they are so corrupt. Their thinking is so morally and spiritually bankrupt about power that they fear viscerally, existentially letting go of power because they cannot imagine that there's another way to be. It is either that you dominate or you are dominated. And isn't it sad that is spiritually who they are and that they can't imagine a sort of more expansive notion of the world. The thing I want to say to you is we got to take these motherfuckers out but I know but like we can't say that right we can't say like I don't believe in a project of violence I truly don't because I think in the end that our souls suffer from that and I do think that some of this is a spiritual condition so here is where I land most days about white people and I actually have been helping this by thinking about indigenous people see part of the challenge of, around whiteness is that it totally skews our view of everything right I gave this like TED talk about this some years back and one of the reasons I was trying to think about it is like the world didn't start when white people arrived in America and tried to tell all the rest of us how things were going to go. There were people out here making worlds, Africans and indigenous people being brilliant and you know libraries and inventions and vibrant notions of humanity and cross-cultural exchange long before white people showed up being raggedy and violent and terrible and trying to take everything from everybody. And that's really important because if we believe that history starts for us when white people drag us to these shores, then we can never get outside of the notion that this is going to be our existential struggle. All things that begin, end. White folks are not infinite and eternal. They ain't gonna go on for infinity and infinity. And that's super important to remember that white colonialism and imperialism has a beginning. And in my way of thinking about the world, that means it has an end. And so part of what we are trying to do is to imagine what are the steps that we must take to Get to the other side of this very inconvenient epochal interruption of like black and indigenous world making. I mean, does that give people comfort on a day to day when you like just having to deal with white folks and the tra, you know, the travesties that they create and the sense that they want to destroy the planet? There is a world beyond even our sojourn on the earth. And so whiteness is going to have an end date because it is not, despite what white people think of themselves, they do not defy the laws of eternity. Their projects are not so sophisticated that the natural laws of physics change for them. And when we sort of humble our own understandings of whiteness, it seems like the biggest giant that we face. But in the end, it is what I like to say is, you know, black folks were out here for centuries and centuries and millennia doing all kinds of wonderful things. But whiteness is largely an an inconvenient interruption. And so we then get to ask ourselves, so why am I here in this moment of his life? damn you know why did i show up in this particular iteration and it's like well i think we showed up in this iteration precisely so that we could help to figure out an end and a way to the other side of this gargantuan historical tragedy that is white supremacy what are they trying to do
7: that's the missing piece but it's not hard to imagine a government hiding hoarding alien technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent, or cruel, or efficient by severe drought brought on by weather wars conducted secretly using aerial contaminants and high altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war. To create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home, with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose. The corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and health care, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your wear about with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes and the final takeover begins. The takeover of America by a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill and subjugate.
1: Now we're under the category of government threat. Now like I've told you before, sometimes these these articles that I'm talking about could be in any of these car uh, categories like health even. But this one is under government threat. The Border Patrol, meaning Dimwitz, Commie, White House, is uh, going to be firing over 5,000 border patrolmen. And, and these are the ones that are down on our southern border. And it's because they're not going to be taking the uh, injection. So Texas decided to deploy the National Guard. Now, the National Guard, I don't know how many are going to be out there, but they will be armed. Uh, I don't know what the rules of engagement are, but they're going to be out there. And I've got to take something out of order here. We have a communist in charge of the Department of Homeland Security named Alejandro Mayorkas. He is rescinding something called the MPP. Let me read you a little bit about what that is. It stands for Migrant Protection Protocols, and it was uh, put together by Trump and, and his uh, his people. Now, what it is is basically... Telling the criminal aliens to stay in Mexico While it's being determined whether or not they can come into the uh, United States So this commie in charge of Homeland Security Decided that he's going to rescind that And he's got all kinds of pages explaining why And after careful consideration and blah, blah, blah it's uh, it, You're going to love this it's, He has concerns about migrant safety and security in Mexico so he's basically saying, open the uh, border and let them all through and don't worry about it anymore. That's just one of the, uh, of the orders this commie has done. The other one is, uh, let's see, Secretary Mayorkas issues new guidance for enforcement action at protected areas. Now, I couldn't, I don't have a link to this one because it didn't come as a link. It came just as, an, as a, uh, a briefing. Basically, what he's saying with this is that it's not okay for ICE or, or immigration uh, enforcement or Border Patrol to bother these criminal aliens at certain places because it could uh, offend them. And you know how sometimes the Border Patrol has to go in, into uh, certain areas and arrest these criminals. Well, here's where this guy is ordering Border Patrol not to do that here. Number one, schools. Licensed daycares, preschools, early learning programs, primary schools, secondary schools, post-secondary schools, up to and including colleges and university. They're not allowed to touch any of the criminal aliens there. Medical treatment and health care facilities, including COVID-19 vaccination locations. Places of worship or religious study, such as churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples. Places where children gather, such as playgrounds, recreation center, child care centers, after-school centers, foster care facility, group home for children, or bus stop. Social service establishments, such as crisis center, domestic violence shelter, victim service center, child advocacy center, supervised visitation center, family justice center, community-based organization facilities that serve disabled persons, homeless shelter, drug or alcohol counseling and treatment facility, or food bank or pantry. Disaster or emergency response and relief centers Religious or civil ceremonies Or observations Such as funerals and weddings Public demonstrations Such as parades, demonstrations Or rallies This commie is opening the border And banning enforcement Of our authorized Regulations and laws In the United States That has to do with uh, uh, criminal aliens Migration, immigration And the like this is what we have to put up with. Texas is not putting up with it. You know how the communists in the um, House are having an investigation on the so-called January 6th riot invasion? I, I don't know what words they're using to, to explain it. But they're not allowing any of the Republicans to be on the committee. And they're not allowing the Republicans to have their own committee. See, uh, we're going to go back to the, the the understanding that there is a deep state and the deep state is every agency in the federal government. Not the federal government, but every agency in the federal government. The FBI is the corrupt law enforcement arm of the Communist Party or Democrat Party, whatever you want to use the word, Democrat, Communist, what have you. The FBI has refused all Republicans' requests for any data or information that the January 6th committee is uh, getting. So they're keeping the Republicans out of this. They don't want them to come in in any way, shape, or form. Oh, so, you know, there's, a, and I mentioned this earlier, there's a communist that's running for uh, governor in Virginia. There is something that popped up, and they're trying to keep it quiet. And, of course, the, the mainstream media is going to do everything they can to do this. He has hired, uh, the, uh, the Democrat, uh, McAuliffe, hired a known criminal, an activist for the Democrat Party, to, uh, he's a lawyer, to, to be ready To fight any legal challenges To the election And Fox News found out about this guy He's not just some lawyer uh, This This is uh, one of the worst guys to ever exist In the United States And he has fought Republicans Right and left all over Well, they, uh, Fox News found out about the story and, and the aide One of the aides of, of the governor Contacted Fox to say Hey, can we kill this story? It, it, it would hurt him And then of course the abomination comes out now, it's, it's all hands on deck For the gubernatorial uh, re- uh, election in Virginia Virginia is a communist country Just like Washington, uh, California, and Oregon are And they're, they're, they want to keep it that way So, all hands on deck Including the abomination And he's up there Claiming the Republicans are trying to rig the election to, And I'm like, what? The, the Republicans are trying to rig the election Something I learned as a child And this is with Democrats. When they claim you're doing something, it's because they're doing it. It's the strangest thing in the world. But that's what the abomination and the rest of the commies do. This is the thing that is really going to cause massive problems in the state of Washington. Washington's 15 miles west of me. The communist governor they have there, Inslee, this guy is an elitist, and he literally is certifiably insane. He has decided that he has the right to force private businesses to get the injection whereas dimwit thinks that he can force all federal employees to get the injection this commie thinks that he can enforce he can enforce the his order for all private businesses to force their employees to get this injection i don't know how far that's going to go but i can tell you this would if he did this and he's already come out and said that he has the right, quote unquote, to do this. If he does this, whether these private businesses do follow his orders or not is irrelevant. The employees will quit en masse and it will collapse the economy in the state of Washington. Now, if all of this crap isn't bad enough, there is a new anti-gun grab. And it's going to be posted on my notes page, you're going to have to read yourself to fully grasp what uh, I'm going to tell you now. I'll uh, read some of the highlights. Now it's called HR 2377 to authorize the issuance of extreme risk protection orders. I'm not even going to go reading through this because it's so many it's so, it's not really confusing it's just redundant and uh, and stretches out like you wouldn't believe. Basically what it's saying is that If you piss off somebody, and it could be uh, the governor, it could be the president, it could be a congressman, any politician, it could be your next door neighbor, it could be your boss, your wife, any law enforcement in any way, shape, or form, pretty much anyone, they can issue an order. It's called an extreme risk protection order. And what it does is two things. One, mandatory confiscation of all firearms in your residence, and two, Bans you from buying, uh, getting loan, or having a firearm until they change their mind, and it could be on any charge or no charge. They just have to think that you're p- a possible problem. There are so many factors in here. There are so many ne- um, nebulous and not really clear reasons why they can take your guns away. This is the this is a big one. The communists never come straight out and say turn your guns in except in places where people are very stupid like New Zealand or Australia or England or San Francisco for that matter. But the they always come in through the back door and this is the back door. This is a red flag law is what it's called. And it's not just a red flag law, it's a heavy duty red flag law. It is the epitome of these laws. You gotta read it, you gotta understand. H.R. 2377, any state you live in, I don't care where you are, uh, even in the state of confusion, call up your representative and say no. 2377, no. All you do is call the number, and they'll say yes, can I help you? Yes, and you just say H.R. 2377, no. Boom, you don't need to explain it to them. They already know everything. Some of you don't know this, I figured everybody would, but there is a new invasion coming to the United States. It is funded 100% by George Soros and uh many Democrat agencies. This is a caravan, they call it a migrant caravan. It's moving to the US. It's already burst through the Mexican forces and it's just it's marching through Mexico. Now here's the thing, nobody's nobody's even thinking this, right? Who feeds these people? There were There were uh, almost 4,000 of these criminals coming this way. Who's feeding them? Oh, I found out who's feeding them. Agencies that are funded by George Soros. And the Mexican government is allowing this to occur. They're allowing it to occur. There's no way you can tell me that they can't stop this. They can stop this. I've seen it happen. So they could stop it, but they're not going to. In fact, the Mexican government has already offered all of them visas if they stayed and worked in Mexico. And they said, no, we're going to America. It is our right. It is our right to enter that country and have a better life. In other words, welfare. And to vote Democrat. These are criminals. I saw an interview with the head of it, the head of this this caravan. This guy speaks English better than I do, but he works for George Soros. They're coming. We've already had... Um, last year alone or This year alone We've had a, already had over a million criminal aliens Come through the border And be released To make things worse Dimwit and the communists in charge of the White House Now are deciding how much money they should pay All of the criminal aliens that Trump sent back Now what? Pay criminal aliens? Yes, they're going to pay millions of dollars To the families separated at the border So if you got a 7 year old kid Throw it over the fence. Ah, you're separated. The family's on Mexican side, the kids on the other side. You qualify for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a person in compensation. And this is Department of Homeland Security that are that's pushing this. Okay? Now that's getting a lot of pushback, but who knows what's gonna happen with it. There's this this thing that occurred at a racetrack. Uh, there was a guy named Brandon. Who was racing, and he won uh the the uh, the race, and he was being interviewed by by an nbc report at basically this woman did something <clears throat> that 's going to mark her for the rest of her life, and it caused a whole movement throughout the world. There is a reason, in other words, that Joe Biden is the single most popular
5: head of state in American history. And the reason is he's awesome. How beloved is Joe Biden? Well, let's put it this way. At sporting events across the country, fans are breaking out in cheers for the White House and its wise and eloquent leader. These are not coordinated political set pieces. astroturf, as we say in Washington. No, these are spontaneous eruptions of love. One minute you'll be watching a college football game from the stands. The next minute you'll be overcome with the desire, the pressing, irresistible need to tell Joe Biden how great he is. It's like having to go to the bathroom real bad, except better and more progressive. This is happening, ladies and gentlemen, and it's happening everywhere. A cresting tsunami of support for Joe Biden. Here's a sample. When you think about it, Joe Biden on his first day in office promised to bring this country together. And now he's actually doing it. It doesn't matter what team you showed up to root for in your heart. You are a Joe Biden fan. And that is national unity. Now, not everyone is for this, of course, to Vladimir Putin, who hates us for our freedoms and also because he's Russian. This is a threat. Loving Biden is a thing of beauty. So by definition, Vladimir Putin must destroy it. It's like a sunset, a rose garden, a baby's smile. It's something lovely that must be defiled if Russia is going to dominate the world. So in order to corrupt what is good and beautiful, Putin has spread the lie that these expressions of pure devotion to Joe Biden are instead attacks on Joe Biden, vulgar attacks that include an epithet beginning with F. And sadly, a lot of people believe that. Russian disinformation is effective. That's why they do it. So thank heaven NBC has been there to correct that misperception. Over the past several years, NBC has done maybe more than any other news organization in this country to fight the Kremlin's propaganda machine. Thanks to NBC, for example, your doubts about the fairness of the last election have not only been settled, they're now illegal. You're not allowed to express them. Ever again. So we can be thankful that there was a credentialed representative of NBC Sports on hand earlier this month when fans at a NASCAR event began to celebrate, spontaneously celebrate Joe Biden. If the NBC lady had not been there, you might very well have misheard what the crowd said.
7: Oh, my God, just such an unbelievable moment.
0: Brandon, you also told me I can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon.
5: F Joe Biden. Please come on. Wake up, America. That's like looking at the thriving, incredibly robust economy all around us and concluding there's inflation. Settle down, Vladimir Putin. That's ridiculous. What they said and you could hear it very clearly if you just open your ears to the truth, is Let's Go Brandon. The NBC lady made that very clear. Not F Joe Biden, Let's Go Brandon. But who is Brandon, you ask? Well, just another happy American who is grateful for the wise leadership of his benevolent president. In fact, Brandon is a newly arrived American, part of what we call the Biden generation. He's an undocumented trans Haitian migrant now enrolled thanks to a Pell Grant as a film studies major at NYU, as well as a part-time non-binary rights activist, and puppeteer brandon is the embodiment of the new american dream where everything's free but everyone is still angry just this month thanks to joe biden brandon got his fourth covid shot that means he's an incredibly good person far better than you are and the crowd is simply celebrating that as grateful people spontaneously do let's go brandon let's get a fifth shot let's go brandon so once you strip away the russian propaganda it's all pretty obvious and natural But it does make you wonder, if you pause for a moment, if the Russians are lying about Brandon, what else are they lying about?
1: All right, now we're going to talk a little bit about solar equipment. Solar panels, solar power, that kind of thing. I didn't know nothing about this. Now, Even when I was growing up, I I didn't know anything at all about solar anything, except you can get a sunburn if you're outside too long. Well, my... uh, Dad, after he divorced my mom, ended up buying a, a house in Los Altos, California. And in the backyard, he had this swimming pool. It wasn't a monster one. It was probably about 20 foot by 10 foot. And it was always warm, even in the middle of winter, even when it was raining. Granted, it doesn't get that cold there, but still it was always warm. And I, one day I asked him, I said, well, how do you keep it warm? He said, look on top of my roof. And I, I looked up on the roof and there were four of these... Weird black boxes. They were about 8 foot by 4 foot. And they were black. What are what are those? He goes, those are my solar heaters. He showed me. He took me up on the roof and showed me how he was doing this. He had a filter pump on the uh, swimming pool. It would continuously pull water out, run it through a filter, and put it back in. So what he did was he built these four boxes and he put them up on his roof. And these boxes had black PVC pipe running through the middle of them in like U-shape's Back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. And then he covered the the whole box with black uh, plastic. And he ran the water line in one, air, one end and out the other. So he put these four boxes on his roof. The pump would push the cold water from the swimming pool in. Those boxes absorbed the sun's radiation and created heat inside of it. So the cold water from the swimming pool was running through all of those things. And becoming heated and coming out the other end. And that's what kept the swimming pool heated. didn't cost him a dime. And I know it cost a lot to heat a swimming pool because years later I got a swimming pool. And I repaired the heater that was there. And that added another $50 a month to my uh, electricity bill and gas. So those things aren't cheap. But that was my introduction to what the sun could do. And over the years, I found all kinds of other little things that you could do with the sun. Now, there's two basic types of these uh, solar. One is for heating water, just like kind of like what my dad did. There's way different ways to do it, but that's the basic concept, right? And the other is photovoltaic, uh, direct conversion of the sun's radiation into electricity. And I'll tell you, this thing when he covered those those panels with black, I uh, experimented with blackout curtains, and I have double pane windows in my house, which means if it's zero degrees outside, it's it could be like 60 to 70 degrees inside, right there in the glass. And it'll show that when you te- use a temp gauge and, and check it. I put a blackout curtain on the window on where the normal curtains would go. And obviously it's on the inside of the house. But the next day the sun came out and that window got hotter in hell. Why? Because the black absorbed the sun's radiation. It literally absorbed it, pulled it right through the windows. So that's what that's why they cover these panels with black because it helps absorb the the uh, heat We had five gallon uh, bags with nozzles on them about a two foot hose and a nozzle on the end of it and it's called a solar shower and grandpa used to do that he took a tractor tire and he'd put it on top of the truck or in the bed of the truck when we go camping and it would have I guess it would it would have like 20 30 gallons of water in there. He did a few things to it, modified it so that it, you could fill the, the water up with a jug, and then screw a lid on and, and seal it. And then he had a, a, a about a six foot hose coming out with a nozzle on the end of it, with a switch on it. And if you wanted to take a shower, what happened was one of the kids would sit in the back of the truck on the inner tube. We'd have to put a, a sleeping bag down because the inner tube would burn our butt. It got so damn hot from absorbing the sunlight we'd sit on it, that would pressurize the inner tube, and then you can go out there and you can get a shower, with you, but it's hot. You, I mean, it, it's not cold. You, even in the middle of winter, that damn thing would be hot. So just, that's one of the things that we used to play with when we were kids. Now, I gotta, there's a lot of information here that I'm not going to, there's no way in hell I'm going to get to all of it, but I'm going to get as much as I can so that you'll understand some concept on how solar equipment works. Most people are, are, uh, are used to what's called a solar panel, you you stick it out in the sun and it converts the sunlight into electricity. Now just so you understand this, there is no such thing as a solar generator. That's a buzzword, that's fraud, that's a scam. And every time I look on the internet, there's some new clickbait thing there that says, Check out our new solar generator. And the first thing you see is it's from Patriot something or other. I don't care what it is. It could be it could be uh shoes, toenail polish. Solar generators, toothpaste If the word patriots there, it's a scam Because they're trying to convince the ignorant That they're patriots And you got to buy from us Because we're, we're Americans So that says clickbait, that's all it is Clickbait is stuff they put on the internet For people to click on There is no such thing as a solar generator Every single one is a scam What they're selling though Are power storage units Like a battery and a solar panel Right? So a power storage unit is a battery, and they make deep-cycle batteries. Very simple solar system. You could go to Harbor Freight and spend 50 bucks and get a little tiny solar panel, and you can go, it'll cost you about $100 for a deep-cycle battery, and then you hook the solar panels to the battery, and it will keep that battery charged. And then you'll be able to use it. Now, we, I did this years ago. I sold seafood. And I sold out of a 1961 Chevy panel truck. So I had three deep cycle batteries inside. And I had picked up a solar panel. It was about 100 watts. And I picked it up from, from uh, some old man that lived behind me. And he gave me what's called a a uh, charge controller. So that I wouldn't burn out the batteries. A solar panel. And, and I don't care if it's a tiny one. A foot square Or if it's Four foot by two foot They put out They don't put out Twelve volts They put out Between seventeen And thirty volts And you need A controller To knock that down To about Twelve and a half To thirteen and a half Volts So that you don't Burn out your Storage uh, Unit So I had gotten A hundred watt Solar panel And I I I glued it to the, to the roof of my panel truck and I had the wires running through into uh, the inside into that little tiny charge controller, it was the size of a deck of cards, into these three batteries that were wired in series. And then I had six of these clamp-on lights, you've seen them, aluminum, aluminum dish and they're usually one ten, you know, for the for the shop or something. But I had bought twelve volt light bulbs, and I put them in it, so I could take these lights and clip them on the outside of my my truck, and it would shine up everything. I mean, I'd be in the middle of the night. I'd be it'd be, look like daylight there, so people could see us, and they could see the sign. They could see our seafood, they, and and I'd sell, and I would do damn good. And I will tell you, one time we were driving from. Uh, Reading California, up to Medford, Oregon. And the fog was so thick that nobody could drive. They were Everyone was stopped on the freeway headed north. I didn't have an option. I had to go. So what I did was I clamped those lights on the inside of my vehicle, aiming out. And these are six 50-watt light bulbs. And when I turned them all on, I was like a star. <laughs> so we drove... And I, I don't think I went over 20 miles an hour, but we drove over 100 miles into the state of uh, Oregon. And the whole traffic, there were hundreds and hundreds of cars followed me. I was like the Pied Piper on 12 volts. So that's that's what you can do. You, the whole thing with solar power is using imagination and knowledge, you have to know what you're doing. This is not something that's that you can just pick it up and, and use it. You have to know what you're doing. I have a friend of mine who is very ignorant in it. She actually believes this crap that some patriot ad about how this solar generator can run her refrigerator and her microwave for weeks. And I I, you can't do that, I'm sorry. You know, your refrigerator is is uh 1500 watts and this this battery is only going to run your refrigerator for maybe 10 to 15 minutes which oh no that's not what it says okay so people are ignorant they don't understand exactly what's going on photo obviously derived from the greek word for light and volt relating to electricity so photovolts, photovoltaics or they they would call them pv and these cells, they're, they create electricity, okay? And they're made out of semiconductor materials. Uh, they come in different sizes and shapes. The smallest one is about the size of a postage stamp to several inches apart. And I mean, they're little squares, okay? And these little squares are usually connected to make large panels. Your solar panel, you could say you have a 100-watt solar panel, and the thing is four feet high and two feet wide. That's not a uh, cell that's like fifty to a hundred of these photovoltaic cells put together. That's how they're done. They're connected together to form a module, and in turn, these modules can be connected together to form an array. Like if you go to Harbor Freight, okay? Harbor Freight is a candy store for for the do-it-yourselfers. Let me tell you they have a thing in there that has four 25-watt panels and a charge controller. Because remember, you've got to knock these panels, these voltage down into a voltage that can be used by your storage uh, battery or batteries. So they have this whole system and it's, it's around $200. It's very inexpensive. So the thing behind... The uh, most of these storage systems, depending on how you're going to use them, are you going to use it on your motorhome? You're going to use it on your camper? You're going to use it at your Christmas tree lot? Uh, Your cabin? Your house? You can get little tiny things. Like I had a friend who went and got LEDs Christmas tree lights. Now these LED Christmas tree lights, they have a transformer. You plug them in. There's this 110 transformer that knocks them down to about eight volts. So in other words. 12 volt will run these just fine And he rent them all the inside of his Of his uh, storage shed And then he took uh, Some solar lights You've seen these uh, running alongside Somebody's sidewalk And they glow at night During the day, the little tiny solar panel On top, and if you look at it close You'll see that it's either two or four of these little cells It absorbs Light during the day Charges the internal battery and puts out power when the uh, there's no light. Well, he put like 20 or 30 of those things on top of his shed, and they kept the battery charged to run his lights all night long. There's a lot you can do. This stuff, these are tools. If you understand the concept behind them, and I'm not giving you all these concepts, but if you understand the concepts behind solar equipment, then you can extrapolate and use them for all different forms there are like there's lights you can buy say you've got a shed about a hundred feet from the house that doesn't have power rent to it but you want a motion detector light on it so that something walks uh, in the area light comes on and scares it away well how are you gonna how are you going to do that if there's no power rent to it well you can buy a fl- uh, a, a solar-powered floodlight and what they have is the equivalent of two AA batteries built in, wired in internally. And they have a solar panel, probably about six, foot, or six inches by six inches. You mount the light, you mount the panel. Some of them have the panel on the light. And that little panel will charge those internal batteries to where when it gets dark and somebody flips the, the uh, alarm off, well, the light will come on and it'll stay on for five minutes. So there's different there's different toys you can buy that do all the job that you want. Now I had a friend that he didn't want to go and spend the large amount of money for his whole house. See, you can get a photo a photovoltaic system, a solar system uh, that can run that can literally run your whole house. It can run your refrigerator, your freezers, your microwaves, your electric oven, all of this stuff. And it's going to run you twenty dollars to $25,000. And there's work behind it. It is not that simple. And you can't just use these $100 RV deep cycle batteries. You've got to use specialized heavy duty. Uh, these are six-six 600 to to $1,000 batteries for this system. But he didn't want to do that, and that's smart. So instead, what he did was he went to Harbor Freight and he bought these units, these 100-watt units. Of course, at the time, there were only 45-watt units. They've upgraded since then. And they have three or four solar panels. They have a charge controller, right, to knock down the voltage to where it can go into a battery. And he would put a deep cycle battery on there. Now, he put one on his pump house. That would that was to to, to run his pump. He put one uh, on his uh, uh, trailer. He put one on the shed. So, he, different ones. Now, there's a problem that you've got to be careful of. It's an it's a, a EMP electromagnetic pulse. He got hit with lightning, and it burned out all of the charge controllers. So he had to uh, buy all all kinds of new equipment on it. It was it was a pain in the butt. Believe me. But there's different types of panels out there. See, you can do the, the purpose of the panel is to charge the battery. Depending on how much voltage you're going to be sucking out of that battery, what are you going to do with that battery? What do you or batteries? Is it just going to be one battery in a camper, and the only time you worry about it uh, or use it is when you turn the lights on inside, and maybe the stereo on inside, and that's all? Then all you need is one battery, and you don't need you don't need that much uh, voltage in the panel to keep the battery charged. But if you're going to use it, say on a trailer, I had a travel trailer, and I had 500 watts of panels on the ceiling. I had two deep cycle batteries. And what I was using it for was internal lighting. My forced air heater ran on 12 volts. I had a TV that I watched and I had fans, two fans inside of it that I used to uh, circulate the heat. So I was using a lot of, a lot of power. Well, those batteries kept charged just fine through the night. They were drained down quite a bit by morning time. But uh, as soon as sunlight starts hitting those panels, they start charging back up. And I remember one time, I don't know what happened. uh, I left my truck plugged into the trailer overnight. And when I woke up in the morning and I went out there to start the truck, the battery was dead. The trailer had sucked the power not only out of the batteries that were on the trailer, but the one in the truck. So I we made breakfast and had a cup of coffee. And uh, within the hour, the batteries were charged up from the solar panels. Truck started and away we drove. And there was a problem there. There was, there was a diode that had burned out. So the it was allowing the, uh, the trailer to suck power out of the truck battery when it shouldn't have. There was supposed to be a diode on there called a blocking diode, which is supposed to have stopped that. And it didn't. So you need, you need to determine how much power are you going to need. If it's a little bit of power, well, then you just get a little bit of equipment. If you're going to be draining that battery down pretty good, then you're going to need a lot of uh, panels, solar panels, to keep it charged up. So you determine how much you're going to use, and you buy your panels accordingly. You can do Harbor Freight stuff, or you go on eBay, Amazon, look locally, go on Craigslist. That'll blow your mind. <laughs> there was a guy here Up in up, uh, northern California, uh, northern Idaho Who built solar panels His family built solar panels And it, if um, If the panel was supposed to be 200 watts And one of those little cells was bad It might be 195 watts So he couldn't sell it as a 200 watt. So he'd sell it At half the price on eBay and Or Craigslist even so we bought lots of them from him for that purpose, man. because of that, and it was pretty damn cheap. So there's many places you can go. Now, these things have a lifespan. So what you don't want to do is buy something that's used. I'm just warning you right now. And there's no way you can say, oh, this one's only got about uh, five years left. You can't, it, it doesn't work that way. It just starts petering out before you know it. So try and get new if you can. And a charge controller is vital. You have to have a charge controller. A lot of solar panels have a miniature charge controller built in, but not all of them. In fact, very seldom are you going to find it. But there are some equipment out there that, that uh, will do that. They have it built in, you don't have to worry about it. So a charge controller is very important so that you can knock the voltage down. And I hear something else, wiring. When you go do your wiring, wire creates resistance. Which sucks off power You have to figure out How much wire Is going to go from your panels To your charge controller And from your charge controller To your batteries You don't want hundreds and hundreds of feet I'm very serious Like there was a guy I went and looked at a house uh, last year He had 20,000 watt solar panels This is an array that was probably 20 feet long of solar panels. And he had the wiring going into the house. At the array, the voltage was was 10% higher than it was at the charge controller inside the house. And that's because the resistance from the heavy wiring that he had to use uh, would draw off some of the voltage. So you've got to use a proper wire for the voltage drop. And the batteries, again, depending on your purpose of it, if it's just going to be for your your uh, your, your vehicle, your, your RV, uh, your camper, your trailer, your motorhome, or your cabin, you need to figure out what's the highest quality you can get. Yeah, deep to standard, deep Costco, deep cycle batteries, RV marine batteries, they'll work. Golf cart six volt models. They'll work better. Then you get into the professional heavy-duty models. There's some batteries out there it takes two men to lift. I'm definitely not putting one of those in my motorhome. Now, this is, this is under the assumption all of the stuff that you're gonna be running is gonna be 12 volt. And I have seen that. My Your is 12 volt. All the lights inside of it are 12 volt. Your refrigerator starts and runs on 12 volt and propane or it can run on 110, mostly. Now, when I say refrigerator, I'm talking in a, in a trailer. But most of the equipment in a trailer, uh, a uh, motor home, a camper, is 12 volt. So you're home free, everything's gonna run on that. Now, let's say you have, uh, you wanna run power equipment out in the woods somewhere. But you have your solar panels, and you have charge controllers, and you got batteries. Well, how are you gonna run this stuff? Because the batteries are putting out 12 and a half to 14 volts, DC, direct current. But you need alternating current, because your drill or your radial arm saw runs on that. Well, you get something called an inverter. And this is a little box that hooks up somehow to your 12 volt system. Mostly they have a cigarette lighter plug on the back. Like I've got one sitting here on the shelf for sale. You plug it in your cigarette lighter. It has a normal house plug on the other side, and it's 175 watts. That'll run your little. That'll run any power tool you got. You just plug it in your cigarette lighter, which is 12 volts. Or you get up into the larger ones. See that? I'm talking 175 watts. So now, how about 300 watts, or 500 watts, or even a thousand, three thousand, five thousand watts? See, it depends on what you're going to do. Are you just going to uh, run your laptop, charge up your your computer, charge up some cell phones? Well, you don't need anything bigger than 300 watts, maybe 500 watts. You're going to run your vacuum cleaner, your refrigerator, anything else. You're going to need 3,000 to 5,000 watts. But think again, think. Are your batteries going to supply that much wattage to that unit? That's the thing. This is where uh, computation comes in. You've got to figure out the uh, addition and division and and all of this crap about how to convert uh, amps to watts to voltage and back. That I'm not even going to get into with you because it's a little too complicated. But you you can do various systems. You don't have to do everything at once. Uh, On my motorhome, I got this this, uh, switch you flip. And it takes from the battery and it runs it directly into an a, uh, inverter. This is a 5,000 watt inverter. And its intent is to run the, the big TV that's in the motor the stereo system that's in there, the DVD that's in there, okay? So it only run it for an hour. Because the battery will be drained by then, but it has this system. I'll never use it, but for some reason it was put in there. I I don't understand why somebody would even do that. Uh, I guess because if they're dry docking somewhere and they're not plugged in to electricity, then they can uh, watch Johnny Carson or whatever the hell's on TV. There are a lot of things to do, and even... Even uh, knowing what this stuff is, is still complicated as hell. So there's a lot of things you can do with solar panels uh, and the uh, uh, charge controllers and the batteries. There's a lot of things you can do, but you have to understand what is what are the use. These are tools. Again, what's the use? What are you going to do with it? If all you're going to do is charge up your cell phone uh, keep your laptop charged up or something like that, you can pick up, they have, a, a Harbor Freight, to give you an idea, has a suitcase, a suitcase, not a suitcase, briefcase charging system. It's probably 40 watts. It opens up. It has a built-in charge controller. You set it out where the sun can get to it, and you plug in whatever you want to charge, and it'll do it. Now, here's a drawback about some of these uh, portable solar panels. Um, they're not windproof. So if you set these expensive solar panels up somewhere and there's, it's windy, you're going to lose them. And then you're going to feel stupid. So be very careful. Mounting them on RVs is simple. Let me give you some ideas here. If you're going to mount them on, this, on your roof, you're going to be putting screws in. And these screws are going to poke holes in, the, in your roof, which will leak water if you don't seal the holes underneath. You got your solar panel. You're going to be putting the screw from the outside of the solar panel down through the solar panel into the into the roof. Well, you don't want it to leak. I used plumber's tape. I just put plumber's tape down there, press the the uh, panels down, and then screwed it in. Worked fine. It's up to you how you want to seal it, but make damn sure you seal every screw hole if you're going to mount these things on your roof. Figure out, and and don't leave them like a half inch up to where the wind can catch them because the wind, remember Murphy's Law. If something can go wrong, it will. So get them as flat as possible. If you have a space underneath them, then leaves and other crap are going to build up down there and it's going to cause a, a leak in your roof. Seal them up well. Run the wires. Find a way to run the wires, maybe down an exhaust pipe or down the refrigerator, Uh, uh, Exhaust up at the top Figure out ways To run the wires as short As possible From A to B As much as possible Now logically I would run the wires from the solar panels Down to the uh, battery box And have the charge controller right there So it's easily accessible For repairs or replacement And just just make sure the, system, the whole system is fused When you From the charge controller To the battery You're going to have a, a, a hot line Positive line Put a fuse in that line And I, most of these Equipment is going to come with fuses anyway But put a fuse in that line If some, something blows You don't want to destroy everything there is It just gets too expensive The Equipment that you can run on these things Is astounding Now if we're doing 12 volt Okay So let's say 12 volt You can buy TVs DVDs that are running on 12 volt Stereo systems that run on 12 volt Well your car right Runs on 12 volt stereo system But there's other stereos that run on 12 volt When I was a kid We didn't have boom boxes So uh, Bill and me We built one (sighs) It took two of us to carry the damn thing Because it took a car stereo He he made a box out of wood uh, One inch plywood And the box was probably about Two and a half feet long A foot wide and a foot deep In the center of it he put a stereo That he took out of a car AM FM stereo To the right he mounted one of the uh, Speakers To the left he mounted another stereo speaker And inside the box He put a small car battery so, which weighed about 10 pounds. Then there was a antenna that he had screwed in and mounted on it also, a car antenna. So we could carry this down to the river, set it down, turn it on, and we'd have stereo that they could hear 10 miles away. It was the coolest thing. It was the first boombox. But you sure weren't going to put it on your shoulder and walk down the street with it. It worked very well. Nothing to do with solar. I just thought I'd mention that. Coffee makers, hot plate, blenders, refrigerators. Little refrigerators, right? They'll hold maybe four six-packs, that kind of thing. Fans, of course. I've got half a dozen 12-volt fans that I've installed in many, many RVs. Uh, Security lights, obviously. And the patio lights, the Christmas LED lights. And I mentioned the Christmas LED lights before. What you want to do, you can do any any color you want, but you get the white ones. And you'll see the, uh, the, the, the adapter that plugs in the wall. And you'll see what it says as output voltage. And it could be only 5 watts. So use that accordingly. But I have seen people light up whole warehouses with these white LED Christmas lights. Now wait, wait till after Christmas and go to Walmart and they're dumping them off. I, I bought like 20 different sets of them. In fact, I've got some sets of white LED Christmas lights that take two AA batteries. And they last for 30 days. 30 days on. It'll last for 30 days. So that's something to think about. Now there are, there are solar battery charge systems out there. If you have a battery charger uh, for, for AA's, uh, AAA's, C's, D's, that kind of thing, look at, the, uh, look at the transformer that goes in the wall. And look at the output that comes out. I have one of these battery chargers. uh, It's a Radio Shack model. And what it does is it discharges the rechargeable battery and then recharges it. Okay, so it's all automatic. Well, I noticed that the output from the transformer was 5 volts. Now, all your batteries are only 1.2 volts, 1.3 volts, that kind of thing, the rechargeable batteries. So I got a little solar panel uh, that came off of a security light that I had years ago. And it put out 12 volts. But when I hooked it up to the battery charger, the battery charger drew, drew so much voltage from it that it knocked it down to about 6 volts. And the battery charger was taking 5 volts. So I thought, what the hell? So I put all a whole bunch of batteries in there, put it in the, sun, in, the in the window, and uh, let it go. Two days later, all my batteries were fully charged. So you can figure it out yourself, or you can buy the equipment to do it now realizing you draw less amperage when you were using the 12 volt system for 12 volt items if you have a 12 volt system and you want to run your uh, your drill on it your ac 110 drill you're going to have to use the inverter the inverters draw more power so the more 12 volt stuff that you use uh, the longer your system is going to last but you can use you can find battery chargers for uh anything AAA, a AA, double a and they run on these little solar panels i have one here it's a double a it charges double a batteries it only charges two at a time but it has a little solar panel on the top it's probably two of these little squares of photovoltaic squares and you set that in the window and in a day your batteries are charged so there are things that you can do with this. You have to use some common sense. You have to go do your own research. There's more to this than you can shake a stick at. But you can literally run your house on this stuff. We have a friend of ours who years ago built a cabin up in the mountains. And he, set, he did two sets of wiring to each room. One was standard 110 and the other was 12 volt. Every single one of his rooms, he put a uh, normal 110 lighting, but he also put an LED RV light in there So if the 110 went out He'd have 12 volt Because he put about 10,000 watts Of panels around his house Now not just on his ceiling But he also, or on his roof But he also put them on some trees out there I mean he scattered them all over the place But you, again you have to be careful Whenever you're putting these panels up Think ahead, if something can fall on them They will, think ahead Okay. But he his house could be lit And it was just as bright as as, uh, as if he had 110 on he never did, as a matter of fact, put uh, 110 in. He has a generator. He's never used it. He's always used the 12-volt stuff, and it works just fine. And he has a box. Uh, it's an aluminum box that he keeps all the batteries in and the charge controller in and that kind of stuff. Now, I'm going to have links for you guys for all of this stuff. I, you know, it's funny. I did this show five, six years ago, talked about solar. Half of the links are gone. 404 warning saying, no, no such page exists. So, geez. Anyway, I'm going to have a lot of equipment where you can go and look at it. Harbor Freight, if you really want to have some fun, go to Harbor Freight and see the different stuff that they have. We sold thousands of little fold-up solar panels here in the past few years. And we're out. We buy closeouts. And these things charge your cell phone up just fine. In fact, we we have a contractor. He bought four of them. And he wired them together, and he has a a Ryobi uh, tool system that takes these these, uh, batteries. And he has a charge system that will hold eight batteries. And he would go out, and he'd lay the panels on the outside of his windows of his truck, and he'd have the charge system inside on the dash, and he'd keep all his batteries charged just with that thing alone. So you can be inventive in what you do, but you have to use some understanding of electricity, and you have to use some common sense. You are not going to run, you're not going to run your refrigerator and your heater on one of these BS solar generators that they they, they sell. Okay, you just it's just not going to happen. If you want to run large equipment, you're going to have to have a large system, and you can do this. There's plenty of people out there who have a twenty to thirty thousand dollar solar system on their house. These are big panels, and they're permanently mounted on your on your roof. And it goes down into an area in your garage with a solar uh, with a uh, charge controller, a big one, not a small one, a big one. And you have bins of of, of very specific uh, batteries that they use, and you can. Tie yourself into the grid, electric grid, and you can set it up to where if the if the grid goes off, this automatically uh, shunts over to the batteries, and you're now you're back on the system. And you are using, uh, that. probably you got about a 20,000 watt inverter there as well. Now it's not gonna last, this stuff does not last you for weeks on end. Now the larger systems, you can run your house on permanently if you wanted to. You've got to be frugal. And this is the thing, people don't understand how much electricity they're using. Yeah, you've got uh, you got your refrigerator using electricity, but you know what? Everything you have plugged in is using electricity too. You know your television's plugged in, but it has a it has a standby power that's always on. All of the, all of these little chargers that you use for everything. So, just because you unplug your phone from the phone charger doesn't mean it's not drawing power still. It is. It's a shadow type of power. All of these charge units that you're using in your house are drawing power. Every radio that's plugged in the wall is drawing power to maintain its its programming. Every clock that plugs in is the same way. So you've got to be aware of that too. All right, so I gave you a bunch of information. I I didn't teach you everything there is to know about solar cells or solar panels or solar power or any of that stuff, but I gave you some ideas and you can take it from there. You can find out the information on the internet. You go to my website, armchairsurvivalist.com. You go to show notes, find this date, and I'll have a bunch of links up for that. So you guys know CBD is still on sale until midnight tonight. I've already told you that. I've got the Mountain House Foods here and i got to run. So this is the Armchair Survivalist signing off. Keep your nose in the air and ear to the ground. Pay close attention to what's happening because you will not know when it comes. It's just going to pop up one day and slap you up alongside the head.